Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Okay, so here we go with another round of the podcast. How is it going today, Lauren? It's going pretty good. Yeah? Can't complain too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, complaining is kind of the the basis for this episode a little bit, but that's okay. We had such a fun episode last time, Yeah, this is going to be a... This is going to take us the other direction. It's like a roller coaster. It is exactly (laughs) like that. (laughs) And this is that part... At the bottom of the hill, and you're heading back up. <laughs> um, All right. So we're going to talk about Dewclaw Brewing in ba- from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. We're going to drink two beers from them, which I'm very excited about. Which one of these do you want to open first? That's what do you think? What do we got here? We've we got... did not decide ahead of time, which we usually do. We Let's have a see. porter and a... What's that other one? Oatmeal cream pie, imperial honey wheat ale. We should open that first. Let's open that first. Yeah, we'll save that porter. All right. This way, if I don't like the porter, I can be drinking the wheat ale. Yep. (laughs) The pastryarchy, oatmeal cream pie, imperial honey wheat ale. This has honey with brown sugar, molasses, cinnamon, clove, ginger, and vanilla bean. 8% ABV. Wow. I mean, it sounds right? good. And it I does do like those good. oatmeal cream pies. I know. I'm intrigued. So I got to be honest. I haven't really uh, had much from Duclaw. I know I've had something of them over the years, but I don't recall exactly what it was, and I definitely haven't had much. Well, and when you mentioned Duclaw as our as our brewery for this episode, mm-hmm. I because uh, you proposed this because yeah. this was something that you had bought, and um, I was like, I know I've heard of this brewery, mm-hmm. and I have visited Baltimore a couple of times. Okay, so I would guess. That Maybe. because I'm one of those people that would order the beer from the brewery from the local. in the yeah, town. Yeah, me too. That I've probably tried something from them. Yeah. And I just don't specifically remember it. I think I smell clove. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Right? Yes. From my early days in college I with was my thinking friend the exact who used to smoke same cloves thing. and you would smell the pack of yes. cigarettes and it would just be like... It smells like clove. But, and it smelled like cloves and this. It smells like <laughs> clove. Just like that. It's, it's like a weird right? sensory it's a memory. It's back the memories. <laughs> it's a... Uh, what it's... a weird thing. I, I remember that. <laughs> and that is such a weird thing. What a weird thing for a person to do to smoke cloves yeah that was super weird we do I don't not know. have to dwell on it but it's such a bizarre <laughs> like Can't little microcosm of the smoking genre right for <laughs> sure yeah so it smells like clove it tastes like spices does it okay. uh, to Is me it's like it a does. christmas beer i mean i don't think so but it does taste spicy it tastes like spices uh, to me yeah for sure 
almost like a gingerbread. Now that you said Christmas. I know. Because it's got that I was going to say it tastes like ginger ale to me. It has ginger in it. Yeah, that it's got like that that sweet, like this is going to make my tummy feel better when we drink this second beer. To me, this is like a... Or it's going to make my tummy hurt. I don't uh, know yet. It tastes kind of like a, I mean, it tastes kind of like a gingerbread cookie to me. It's got the ginger, the spices, the cinnamon. It kind of tastes like an oatmeal cream pie, right? I could could see it. It. I could see we it. We should have gotten we oatmeal have. cream pies. All right, you know what? We need to pair food with. We need one to of do a better sometime. job of that because uh-huh. right. this is something. Next time we're gonna drink something that is supposed to be comparable like to like something. Oreos or. Oh, good call. All right, yeah, we'll do we it. We have to get some Oreos. For All right, that. let's do it. I like and it. And right. the like, and we'll, the like. we will we will consider. But this actually does. I could see it. Like I, it's not too. It's not far off from what. It's depicting yes, to me. I agree. It's it, it's hard to describe without just telling you that it tastes like an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. It's got we started identifying mm-hmm. some of those individual, individual flavors, flavors yeah. and I think that them combined together definitely gives you that vibe, which makes this beer pretty yeah. good. Yeah. No. This and again, it's a it's a wheat ale. It's as advertised. It tastes like a wheat ale. It yes. just tastes like an adjuncted wheat ale that tastes like what it's supposed to i mean it really does and in terms of color because Mm -hmm. if you just cannot Mm. imagine what we are talking about here yeah it looks like honey it does look like honey it looks more like honey than it tastes like honey yes honey is probably the the mildest adjunct in here to me but it it looks like it it's got the color of it i thought so the moment you poured it out when Mm -hmm. you were listing what was in it yeah i was like well it looks like honey maybe it's gonna taste like honey doesn't really, I don't but get it the does have much, those other elements. Yeah, this of is, the cream pie. Sometimes I like don't like pastry. Like this isn't really a pastry. I mean, it's called the pastry. The pastry archie. I don't know if we even funny. said the name initially. The pastry Um <laughs> Sometimes I stray from things that are supposed to taste like a cookie or a cake or a specific because often they don't well or they taste very artificial i've had beers that are supposed to taste like oreo or cookies and Mm -hmm. cream and that flavor and you taste it and you're kind of like yeah this is syrup yeah too syrupy and it's not enjoyable and Mm -hmm. it's 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 fake it tastes fake this and one I don't feel like is like that as much yeah, though. I feel like this tastes like uncommon. a more yeah. natural flavors, and I don't know if that's They just what throw they're... a bunch of oatmeal cream pies in there. Right, and just chop them up real I mean, slow. <laughs> it's possible. Generally, I think that's kind of like a sanitation issue. <laughs> I don't know if that's really advised. Probably we, not. We, there used to be this yeah. brewery, and I won't name it, who used to like post... You know, when they would make like a chocolate cake stout and they would just post a picture of like chocolate cake mm-hmm. in the fermenter. I know. And I would just be like, oh, <laughs> that is makes that me not okay. Cringe. It's Don't cringy. Is this just like a stunt fermenter? I hope so. All right. So let's talk about Duclos. So, um, <coughs> yes, like many other places, uh, this was opened. By a home brewer. Home brewer. Shocking. I feel I like know. we should. You should make me guess if it was like the, the last future. one was not. The last one was completely random, and they that weren't was brewers, random. which is surprising because the vast majority are. But anyway, so essentially, Dave, um, he had a family business as which was electrical contracting, and 
you know, he was essentially expected to go into the family business, but instead he spent all his free time um, learning how to homebrew, drinking his homebrews, sharing his Mm. homebrews. And the story goes, one day his dad just said to him, so you're going to be a brewer, aren't you? Like, (laughs) Nice. What a great dad, though. (laughs) Yeah. So he did follow his passion. He started um, a brew pub in Maryland, a much smaller one than the current um current uh building facility so he founded a company back in 1996 so this is one of the older breweries that we've drank recently because a lot of them are within the last decade yes um so 96 his business has since outgrown two other locations or Mm. two locations his first one and his second one so now his current location is in rosedale i believe um which is just in Maryland, and it's 63,000 square feet. Uh, they can produce up to 35,000 barrels a year. Um, they have a brand-new brewing system, bottling line. Wow. However, uh, in 2017, they actually were looking for um, an investor. So he put out there that after expanding – um, you know, Duclaw's owner needed capital to essentially update the tap room, can work on distribution, update their canning line, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they never announced an actual investor or anything like that. I'm assuming either they got some sort of venture capitalist or investor. However, the interesting thing I thought was that another brewery called Raven Beer, they're known for um, beers, I've heard of a couple of them, Telltale Heart IPA, Pendulum Pilsner. They're very uh, Edgar Allan Poe-esque Maryland brewery um, based in Baltimore. They relocated all of their operations to Duclaw. They're still two separate companies running under one roof. However, ah. the head brewer also took over as the head brewer for Duclaw when they did that. Wow. Which I also thought was super interesting because up until like a year ago, um, the what I thought was the head brewer at Duclaw, Brandon, um, was posting things and posting things. And then late 2019, early 2020, he stopped. And so it seemingly unexpectedly, he left there and then started working at Amazon. What? And then in May of this year, posted that he got a job at Pub Dog Brewing, also out, out on the East Coast. Wow. So I don't know if the weird combination of Raven Beer moving in and their huh. head brewer taking over for head brewing both companies had anything to do with that transition um it seemed very hush hush and it wasn't a merger anything like that but it it seems like like there's some things that weren't said aloud um so i don't know but so anyways what you might know duclaw for is their sweet baby jesus which was a peanut butter porter um, which actually got pulled from some a grocery store chain in Ohio for its name because <laughs> they found it offensive. Oh, of um, course. Another beer that they make is just called regular beer, a beer uh, that tastes like beer. That's so funny because every <laughs> once in a while there's a text from me to my husband that says, want, buy some regular, regular beer, beer because my family is coming over right? this weekend. So it's just regular beer. That's uh, The slogan is a beer that mind. tastes like beer. Um, so that was interesting. And they currently are in 21 states plus Washington, D.C., Canada, 
and France. Don't know how they got to huh. France. Okay. But, okay, cool. Um, they um, can new beer every eight weeks. And one of their most interesting promotions this year um, was a promotion with Squatty Potty. Have you ever heard of Squatty Potty? I know the Squatty Potty. Yeah, it's that, like like pedestal you put your feet on yes. and you sit on the toilet. So um, it was with the National uh, Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, I guess, back in I don't know, it was February <laughs> or something like that. They essentially did something called the Give a Crap Challenge where they had people collect specimens to send to make sure they did not have colon cancer. And they were uh, put into a raffle to get a... Um, I believe a they're trading beer for poop was what it said. Um, <laughs> they could get a squatty potty and a chance to win special edition unicorn farts, which is their other big one. So you've had might have had unicorn farts oh, if they're sour. Maybe I've had that. It has okay. glitter in it. Anyways, they had a special edition ones that were canned with the rainbow poop emoji that read "Thanks for giving a" and then the poop emoji underneath. Nice, it. Um, very nice. And so they got that for going with this um promotion to which is great make sure you don't have cancer uh send them your poop and we send you beer Um, i love it i think that's great if you can encourage especially our generation right no you would think that we would be so you know we're so we're such forward thinkers (laughs) that you would think that we would be taking care of ourselves and most of us aren't most people in general most people are not so yeah and let this be the moment where we encourage you to do those (laughs) things you're not getting any younger you guys none of us are and your children (laughs) are growing and do you want them to grow up without a mother (laughs) or or father father? There you go. Don't do that. So get tested for whatever it is yes, that you need ex- to. Have your body so. examined in whatever <laughs> ways seem fit. So this was trade poop for beer. Um, <laughs> so that it. was entertaining, I thought. So anyway, so Duclaw still still going strong. Um, and yeah, I guess if you're out in Maryland in the Baltimore area, that's where they're from. So, all right. So what else are we talking about oh. as we drink well, our wheat ale here well so this is a very recent issue that's been coming up in the beer industry a lot Mm -hmm. you know there's been a lot of these like toxic workplace discussions a lot of sexism Mm -hmm. in the beer industry uh my opinion as a woman who appreciates beer to start there and then to move on for experiences i've had with sexism in my job and elsewhere but my opinion as a woman who enjoys beer is that it is a male-dominated area. Yeah. And I am very often met with the attitude that I drink beer because my husband does. Oh, for sure. Or I don't even like beer because I am a girl. Mm-hmm. And it is getting better, but in general... Yeah, Women are it, not a part of the beer industry. We are not. We exist in some places. Sure. But for the most part, while I believe that the beer industry is expanding in the sense that it is becoming a more culturally diverse place, mm-hmm. I don't believe it is expanding nearly as much to with women as it is with other areas. And I hope that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I, but there's all these cases that have been coming up lately where women have spoken there's out about recently. their experiences yep. in the beer industry and how negative it has mm-hmm. been as a result of them being a woman. My experiences are all, you know, from a customer standpoint. Sure, from work-related, which isn't beer industry. Yeah, but you know, I can walk out of a liquor store that treats me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And it totally depends. You know, I feel like there's definitely some pockets of the actual people in the industry that are very welcoming to everyone. There's some people that have been in the industry for longer that I feel like almost in any other profession is is a similar in that it's still a bit of a boys club and it's, you know, not as welcoming. I feel like people that are newer to the industry are more welcoming of women or any other. Well, and a lot of them, I mean, all of these stories that you tell about breweries, a lot of them are husband and wife Mm -hmm. teams. Yeah, which is interesting. And... That is an area in which things did not exist 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, that's definitely true. Within the last decade, I would say there's a ton of husband and wife brewery owners that have. And you know what? If you read through a lot of the Reddit things or a lot of the Instagram or whatever the things, a lot of them are from breweries that have been around for longer than a decade. Yeah. That have been around for that have probably perpetuated a culture of negativity in more ways than one. Well, and and we can talk about this and we could talk about it forever. Sure, sure, but, sure. Um, but I also believe that when these breweries that have been around for 20 mm-hmm. or 30 years yeah. get to a point where they're expanding, they have multiple locations, yeah. which means they have more employees, sure. the potential for hiring some jerk who's going to oh, treat women huge. badly is higher. Yeah. And... I've said this before. Sometimes you don't find out in the job interview that he that is a sexist. Yeah, for yes. sure. Sometimes you just it just doesn't come up. Well, yeah. He hides it. <laughs> exactly. And you don't know. If you and want then, a job, you're going to pretend like you're a good dude. Like. And then it starts to come out. Mm-hmm. And as an owner or a founder of a company, sometimes... You're not the first to hear about it. Oh, for sure. Especially when you're as big as some of these companies are. Yes. Like, you're going to be the last to hear about it. I like to allow these companies a little bit of grace Mm -hmm. to see how they handle, how they respond. Agreed. And when they handle and respond these situations in a way that seems reasonable, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's no good way to handle it. There's only what would be reasonable. Yep, yep. I can accept that, mm-hmm. and I can allow, in my heart, I can allow this place to go on, mm-hmm. and I can still appreciate them, even though they've had bad experiences. I would agree. When you've got, especially when you've got a business that's 300 employees, which happens when you've been around for a couple of decades, the odds of the owners knowing what's going on on the ground level is none, Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yes. So they're very far removed. And you're right. How people react to things is just as, if not more important than what happened. Like, it, obviously bad things happen. But how the big people at the top respond really is what's in the limelight and how I'm going to evaluate 
whether or not I'm right. going to. If they respond by ignoring know, it or doing nothing yeah, or shying patronize. away from it, mm-hmm. then you have to assume that yep. it is not a priority mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, and for sure. They deserve to suffer the consequences. You you deserve to let the market decide yeah. that you will no longer be successful. Yeah. And I hope and that, that that is the case. But does yeah, for happen. Sure. It does happen. Oh, for sure. There are breweries, I will not name any. <laughs> That have had somebody in the brewery do mm-hmm. make a very poor decision mm-hmm. and make very bad choices, and the brewery doesn't necessarily handle it in the mm-hmm. most professional way, and especially beer lovers and the people, the groups that we are part of, oh, yeah. the people that we interact with online and mm-hmm. socially, yeah. that are really have been around for a while now and are starting to really love beer. Uh, or have for a long time. Sure, up here. sure. Um, they don't take that stuff lightly. No, they don't go and buy that beer's mm-hmm. product, and they will tell everyone they know why. They, they will shouldn't. tell as many people, which honestly is great. When we we both know that, like, there's some people in groups that like will speak, you know, tell everyone that will listen about bad things that have happened or that, um, you know certain breweries have let happen which is fine in my opinion if you're a brewery and you let bad things happen and you do nothing about it then you deserve whatever uh windfall you know it's going to happen to you yes um but back to kind of the beginning of this so similarly to you like i'll go places and i often get from people who are not in the beer industry but are just a bartender at a restaurant Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. the oh you don't want a beer you want a martini or you want you know like some girly drink or they'll give the beer list to my husband like automatically sure they just by default do that and they give me the wine list which don't get me wrong i don't dislike wine i also but my husband will not drink any beer he's not going to have any interest in that and you know so they give it to him because i guess that's just what the stereotype is the guy's gonna drink the beer um and so i do see that often when we're out for a meal or something like that is that by default they assume that he's going to be the one that's the beer drinker of the two of us let's save that for a stereotype (laughs) conversation we'll expand on that because i think that stereotypes when it comes to couples are Mm -hmm. pretty severe but uh in many ways in many occasions Mm -hmm. so we can definitely go into all right, that. I'll put that in my pocket. Yeah, you log that away. All right, we'll do. We will go there. <laughs> well, let's let's shift back onto us a yep. little here. Okay. Um, my sexism experiences. Uh, I feel like I yours are a plethora lately. I don't Dude. know how to explain this. It's like all the creepy old dudes were locked in their houses for a year, and now they're out. They let them they out. Just like max level creepy. Because they dude. didn't. They, they're, they're making up and for they a year. Are coming to my job, Dude. and they are socializing with me in an inappropriate way. I do not know how to handle it. Yeah. I, well, I do know how to handle it, and yes. I'm going to get to that. So, mostly. Most of the sexism that I experience isn't, like, sexual or inappropriate in the sense of, like, saying something about what I look like or how they feel about me. It's Mm -hmm. more just, like, implying that I should be home with my children. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of that. Yeah. I have some very good customers who have the attitude and it's not a secret i mean not that they have straight up said to me they don't believe that i should be Mm -hmm, at my 
job. Yeah. But I have some, and it's always, this is always customers, by the way. I don't get this a whole lot with my vendors at my job. It's mostly customers. customers. But I get a lot of like, oh, it's 4.30. You're still at work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we close at 5. Yeah. And they're like, well, who's watching your kids? <laughs> my husband. <laughs> Or the babysitter. Not me. (laughs) Because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My income helps pay the mortgage. Exactly. Just like basically everyone who has a job and has financial responsibilities. (laughs) I can't just like not do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would not do it if I could. But same. I also work and my husband works because, well... (laughs) We have to. Yeah, so. there's all these funny little obligations that you seem to get yourself into the yeah, older that crazy, you get. Crazy. And the more that you take on, the more you kind of yeah. need your job. Right? I Yeah, I've... Um, <laughs> in my husband's line of work, there are a lot of wives that do not work. Okay. And they... I don't know. Maybe they just make sacrifices because, like, he's a fireman. Uh, everyone he works with salaries public like they all it's, make the same right and it's Unless, not like he's like rolling in god no dough. he's a fireman they right. don't make that much money like right. they make fine money and they've sure. got good benefits and, and it isn't that, that you couldn't survive no, but it's, it's like just we choose like we couldn't live a life of having an extra beer fridge and having a well, camper and, going and on like some nice travel yeah, like and like doing things and why should you deny yourself those things when you yeah. are a cpa yeah, lauren I, yeah exactly <laughs> I, if anything he would be the one staying right, home and yes, i would be the one working yes. but i don't know neither of us wants and full disclosure Neither of us would be a good stay-at-home parent. Oh God, there is no. zero chance. Did we learn that, that last any year. Any of us would survive because the children nor us would be able to handle that. I'm pretty sure so. that I would either murder my children or they would murder me. Right? It'd be me. And I can't honestly like, tell you which, which would one would go first because yeah. their level of impatience yeah, with me no, is even with mine. Completely. So there's there's. <laughs> For a period when the twins were born, I actually did give give my two weeks notice at yes, work. Yes, I remember because that. I was like, I have three kids under two years old. Right, like this Maybe is this crazy. Work, yeah. Like, um, and they at work, the CFO was like, "Well, what if you went part time? What do you think?" <laughs> and I was like, "I can work with that." So for a while, I worked three days a week for a few years. Okay, and. They kept me on and I was working and thank God I did because we wouldn't be able to do any of what we currently do in well, terms of vacations and now or things. Back yeah, now I'm working. Time. Yeah. Right. So I mean I work from home because a you have lot because of life. To do that now. But yes. yeah. So but now like the kids are in school most of the time or camp. So I'm like, well, I can work more, which is great. And it's definitely benefited us completely. But when I'm around people who's wives don't work mm-hmm. it's often like oh yeah i forget you work or like oh can't you come out on a yes. tuesday afternoon and I i'm like forget you i work. can't come out on a tuesday afternoon i have a job. job or so those things are like so the you like get some sexism oh, yeah. even from even women from, yeah exactly even depending on what the their situation is yes. i feel like they 
you know, and sometimes women are just judgy, like yes, about oh, all sometimes. kinds of things. Often, women I am so are glad very we judgy. avoid the judgy conversation. <laughs> we try not to go there, yeah. and I don't think we often do. I mean, I do think that there are moments sure. where we're like, "Oh, the stay-at-home moms don't get us." And I try not to focus too hard on that because I do think that we don't get them either. Oh, we're totally different. Yeah. Like I just, and not, I'm not against it. I just personally couldn't do it. More power to you. One of my best friends is a stay at home mom or was for a number of years and now is back to working part time. But like, I just couldn't do it personally. So everybody does their own thing, but also don't, don't treat it like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're not as good of a mom because you're not with the kids all the time or you're not. And that comes from women, too. It's not just yes. men. No, a lot of right. that totally comes from women who think they're better than you because they are stay-at-home moms and they right. do do these whatever Pinterest things with their kids. And yes. I'm, I'm, I still do things. I do a hell of a lot with my kids, even the fact that I do work. But... There are so many people out there that think that women should be in this specific role. And and there are men and women who both, feel that way. Both This ways. is not yeah. really... You Mm-mm. could argue maybe more of one than another, but that doesn't necessarily no. mean that it's none and all. Mm-mm. No, it's definitely, definitely uh, both. I will say that I am incredibly lucky in my current job, which I've been at for 12 and a half years now, which is insane um, to me, but... Um, that they are, you would think going into the company that they were sexist because they've been around since 1903. It's a family owned company. The brothers are the president and CEO. Mm -hmm. Their sons are vice presidents. Like you look at it and you'd think it's a boys club. It's a men. It's all the men in the family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one woman in the family who used to work there and no longer works there of her own choice, but it's all the men in the family. Um, but they are completely not sexist. They're like the opposite of sexist. Like it's, yeah, they're fantastic. Even when like there's, you know, they remodeled and they put like an excessive amount of nursing rooms in the bathrooms and like more probably than you even need and like huge refrigerators and like just things like you can schedule your time for the nursing rooms in Outlook because they're specific. Like they made it incredibly convenient (laughs) for like working moms, which is great. And um, so where I work now is great. Where I worked before was a disaster and not to me but to some of my friends who worked there i worked in public accounting and i heard horror stories about we traveled i traveled all the time sure yeah about like okay. the partner having porn on in his room and inviting women to come over uh. like after i mean like horrible stereotypical major sexist misogynist oh, like no. bad situations and i heard Never happened to me personally, but one of my best friends did. And, like, I heard a ton of horror stories and people, women would get passed up for jobs for no reason. Like, it was a bad, toxic environment. And I didn't know it till I got older. That was my first job out of college. So, like, I didn't even realize, you know, like, to the extent that it was completely, like, women were the lesser sex in that role. Um, and I'm hoping it's better now, but definitely 15 years ago, 
it was not a good environment. And again, I didn't I didn't realize it because yeah. it was my first job. Well, like, and that's a for you so. were in a fortunate situation that you were personally able to avoid yes. it, yes. which is good, and move on to something that is far yeah, which better, which is so much which better. Is great. So, so yeah. my experience, kind of to go along with what you just mm-hmm. said, is that this it's a little bit of this older generation, mm-hmm. it seems like. And so the twenty years ago guys, yep. you know, that used to be the people who are were our age twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that really strike me as sexist. And some of it, like I said, is that I should be home with my kids. Mm-hmm. And some of it borders on inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. I get a lot of touching uh, yeah. from customers. Less in the last year. Thank, Thank you, God. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> Finally, One a positive. <laughs> People stopped touching me. What <laughs> am i doing i wear a t-shirt and jeans yeah it's not like you have anything provocative your hair's up talk all day about how it doesn't matter what a woman is wearing that doesn't give you permission to do anything permission but But i am also wearing a t-shirt and jeans every day to work i'm not wearing tight clothing Mm -mm. i'm not doing a bunch of makeup on my face yeah nothing like that it's very plain (laughs) i am friendly but i hate doing customer service so i cannot be that friendly there is no way that i am overly friendly There's with customers no for them to get the impression that it's okay to touch me yeah. uh i've had customers this is some recent examples i had a customer come in to pick up an order and he shook my hand an unusual number of times, like three or four times <laughs> in the time that he was in the shop. And he was there for like 15 minutes. It wasn't like five sure. minutes. But, but it's just, still. he just kept reaching out to shake my hand. And it was just seemed odd in my sure. head. And, and if this were the only thing that had happened, then maybe I wouldn't even yeah. have thought about that. But then at one point, he stepped rather close to me. <laughs> And lifted my sleeve on my shirt so that he could look at my tattoo. Oh, no. And I hate that. I just, like, cringed at that. I just, I shrunk away. Yeah. And I had to catch myself because I hadn't yet decided if I needed to discipline him. Sure. But I also didn't want to overreact. Yeah, he's a customer. It's a hard situation. Well, and that's where I'm going to get to with this is that how do I handle these people? I've also, I had a customer, and this was borderline maybe not all that inappropriate, but I will propose a possibility at the end. I have this customer, and he's younger, mm-hmm. so not a creepy old dude. Yeah. Younger than me. <laughs> okay. By probably 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I ran into him at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and it was actually kind of, in retrospect, almost a funny story. Uh, my husband had gotten up. It was a brewery we had gone to, but that had, like, a full restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my husband had gotten up to see what they had in the fridge for takeout. Sure. Because we had ordered a bunch of, we had ordered tasters of everything. Oh, yeah. And so we were trying to decide if we wanted to take anything yeah, I think home. home. And so he got up and he left the table. And I was sitting there with my children. And this guy walks in, the customer. And he, I go, oh, hi. And I say his name. And he recognizes me. And he's just like, oh, my goodness, it's so good to see you. And he, like, wraps his arms around <laughs> me and gives me a hug. And at this exact moment my husband walks up and i was just like 
oh, this is so-and-so from such-and-such. And I had talked, he's a very good customer. Sure, and sure, so sure. I talked about him before. And my husband was just like, okay. <laughs> Which, if you've ever met my you? husband, would be his reaction if I was like, this anything. is the most famous person in the world. True, yeah. So it doesn't really matter what I said. <laughs> All that matters is that uh, that's how he reacted. And I was just like, yeah. And okay. So was it okay for him to hug me? Uh, I don't know. However, I can tell you that I work with my brother. Mm-hmm. Would he have hugged my brother? out at this restaurant if mm. he ran into him probably I not i don't yeah. know i would oh. say probably not shook his hand yeah yeah that's fair. probably but hugged huh. him that's interesting because he felt like it, you were okay to hug also not a hugger by the no, way no you are not, a, not a you're not a physical person for any reason any all. of you ever meet yeah. me and you have not before not, not a hugger a, please do not hug me <laughs> we can have some sort of like shoulder pat sure but not no hugs do not hug unless you ask first but that is interesting that it's a you know the the way that they react to you versus your brother would be significantly different potentially and why you know like so that's a interesting proposition What, what in the general sense is the difference between me and my brother purely gender just really Literally. just gender we have yeah. basically the same role at our mm-hmm. job right we manage this company together nobody yeah. is in charge of eat uh, yeah. of anyone no. else uh we both interact with this customer probably a pretty equal amount yeah. so it's not like i'm more familiar the only person or, yeah. he talks to or a complete stranger which sure. would have made the situation even weirder, even weirder. <laughs> But yeah, so I do wonder if he would have hugged my brother. This was years ago. So I, you know, the situation hasn't presented itself. I have not been hugged by him since then. So I feel like maybe it was because we were in a social situation and maybe he would have hugged my brother. Maybe. Because in the same situation, if he had seen him, he may have just been like, oh, it's so good to see you. And he would have hugged him. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like that would make it more okay. Not that it's okay, because you really don't want to. Well, you have to respect anyone. people's privacy. Space. But at least but there it's are everyone less sexist if it's the same reaction regardless. Yeah, of, like I said, everyone is allowed a moment to realize a mistake. Oh, for so, sure. You know, yeah, we if, all are. If you were to hug me, having met me for the first time, and I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm a little yeah. weird about being touched. And you were just like, well, that's a stupid thing to think or feel. And yeah. Well, now you've officially responded to yeah. me and I have to handle you accordingly. <laughs> but if you were just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a hugger, I would be like, it's totally cool. Yeah, for sure. Some people are, some people aren't. Yep. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Let's go on with our lives in this conversation. Yeah. I would say at my job, and I don't deal with the general public at this point. So okay. people are far more, and even pre-COVID have been far more apprehensive to have anti any physical interaction with other people (laughs) of the same sex or opposite like at all it's kind of weird actually like even we don't have clients and things so like i i used to in the old world have to like go and meet with clients and different things and put on like the customer service show and like you'd shake hands and whatever and like i haven't shaken anyone's hand and i couldn't tell you the last time like it's been a decade like at work i mean we just don't yeah 
generally have to do that. I mean, it hasn't been happening. That's something that's yeah. gone away. People are not. I Touching, shook somebody's yeah. hand one time at work, and my father was in the room and was just like, did you just shake his hand? <laughs> he, like, said it in front of the person, and I was just like, it's cool. It's all right, dude. Relax. I washed my hands. Like, I'm not going to touch my eyeballs right now. Let's just take a moment. And uh, it was just a reaction. I had just done something. I'm a human being. Yeah. You know, I had just, okay, maybe we shouldn't be touching other humans right now. That's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all of this, like, talk lately and everything has made me, like, I have a girl. You don't have a girl. But it's like, how do you, how do I approach that? with her as she gets older too and i don't know if i really have the answer as of yet but like there's we've definitely had the conversations about like you can do anything your brother does if you want to absolutely um and i can't really recall off the top of my head but like there's definitely instances where people assume certain things of him versus her you know so like they're both in mixed martial arts classes Mm -hmm. and there's definitely times that people have been like oh so your son does it and i was like technically both of the kids do it like it's not just a boy right like you know and even to her i tell her like if there's anything that you want to do like it you can you can do anything or try anything you want to even Mm -hmm. if it's you know, even if typically the boys do it more or whatever. So we've already started at seven having those conversations. Yes. Like, it's not just a boy thing. Like, this is not just for boys. Well, and I think as a child, that's where it boils down to is it almost falls more into that gender role conversation mm. and trying to enforce with them that it's other people expecting you to fall into a role that you are going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's not what you expect of yourself. No. You can yeah. do you can do and choose whatever you like. Mm-hmm. But there will be times where someone will tell you that oh pink is a girl's color. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Or whatever. Then, or like my daughter one of her favorite colors is blue. Yeah. So it's like which is fine, but It's a color. Right, exactly. <laughs> But there have been times when... It's not when... a sexual preference, you guys. I think it's fine. You can be... <laughs> oh, you can wear blue. I'm wearing a blue shirt right now, by the way. A yeah. blue t-shirt that <laughs> I wore to work today. Yes. But there's definitely already been times that people are like, oh, well, that's for boys. Or that's Ugh, a boy thing. I know. Or that's... Yeah. And even it's more like toys are a thing. Like, we could give a crap in this house. Like, play with whatever you want. But it's now becoming like activities or interests or things like that that are getting to that oh well that's for boys and no like that doesn't have to be for boys um you know you can do it too and don't don't listen when someone tells you you can't just because you're a girl um and that's definitely already happened you know at at this young of age and i'm sure it's going to happen more and more uh as she gets older for sure so it's yeah I don't yeah. really remember that as much when we were kids running yeah. into it. I wore a dress until I was 10 years old. So, I mean, <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> I I mean, if it, I don't even like the terms like girly so much anymore because I feel like it, it, why should I agree to that? Yeah. Why should I agree to like something is girly? Do I, do girls wear dresses? Well, commonly Yes, sure. they they do. If if a person is going to wear a dress, more commonly they're a female. A female. Yeah. Is it one hundred percent the case? Well, no, I'm sure it's not. Not anymore, especially no. as we've gotten older. No. I feel like people are more accepting now, but 
there's definitely sects, not sex, but S-E-C-T-S, of groups of people that are almost, um, like, straying back to the old ways. Like, some there things are, are definitely cic- cyclical, you know, yes. so. Yeah. And I think that, I think it just boils down to, for me, as a, as a woman, I think that what it comes to is what you consent to. Mm-hmm. It comes down to consent. What you allow to happen without speaking out Mm -hmm. and what behavior you you know permit people to have in front of you i think plays a really big role in how you are treated by people even if it's like meant in jest or something but it's clearly offensive if you don't say anything like that happens i think that so it's we we are a world of extremes right now so either people are one way or the other. And like yeah. some people go too far with everything being offensive and you can't say anything in, in just that, you know, might be taken the wrong way, which I don't subscribe to that theory. Like you can still tell jokes and things that, you know, um, have adult humor in them that may not be, uh, you know, completely inappropriate and offensive, depending on your audience. Half of it all depends on your audience and what group you're in. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's one thing if it's a stranger, to make a little joke with your friend yeah. and it's another thing to make a joke with a stranger yeah. and that joke will come across two different ways in two different situations. Yes, completely. Um, but yeah, I think that us, our generation is more likely to speak up now than we used to yes or than our parents did or yes i mean i my, think that's true our, which is good which is good like our our moms are essentially the quintessential housewives like for yes. the most part you mm-hmm. know like we had dinner made every night on the table like we our parent our moms were always there my jeans like, from today were yeah, clean tomorrow exactly. and in my closet and we man. didn't exactly so it's dresses very I mean, different dresses, dresses. Jeans. I didn't have so jeans. it's very different than our lives and our children and it's good for our kids especially my daughter to see like mommy can do whatever she wants i'm an accountant like i'm a cpa and her godmother's a firefighter like she's a female in that you know profession and that's great do that if you want to um that's definitely an environment that's still significantly males but even in my my line of work especially when i started it was majority were male sure um and we've gotten more and more over the years but definitely even in college i would say the majority of my classmates were males so well that is true of the print industry Mm. and i deal with that uh which is the industry that i work in and Mm. i deal with that quite a bit you know, that it's a pretty male-dominated field to mm-hmm. begin with. Okay. So a lot of, like, when we deal with, like, print shops and... I almost poured both in the same glass. That's that does so not weird. sound like a good cuvee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be overwhelming. Uh, but when I deal with, with those individuals, a lot of them are older men. Yeah. And I will say 99% of them are perfectly nice and perfectly kind to me. And there is absolutely no issues... I do have to share my one most inappropriate experience, which is very recent. Uh, I had a customer come in, a very good customer, come into the shop and tell a story about why he orders from us and basically was making a joke and said that he orders from us because he has the hots for me. Those were his words. I was very 
very surprised to hear him say it. Uh, he said it in front of my dad. Oh, wow. Because I work with my father, and so we both got to hear it together, <laughs> which was equally terrible. Yeah. We spoke later, my father and I, about what was worse, the fact that my customer said it to me or the fact that he said it in front of my dad. <laughs> we agreed. Both oh, were both. awful. Yes. So oh. in case you're wondering... Equally bad. Yes. No good at no all. Good of that no good. I get a little uh, bit just to kind of cover all of the bases. I get a little bit of the people thinking that I'm the secretary. Okay. Yeah. I'm my brother's secretary or my father's secretary yeah. or you know because it's my signature on invoices because I do invoicing. Sure. Uh, that I'm the secretary. That that's what the secretary. She's the bookkeeper. Mm. She does those things. Uh, God forbid I'm good at math or yeah, right. understand uh, the nature of the, every job that we deal with and therefore I'm the most qualified to make the invoice, whatever. Uh, but I get a lot Those of, um, silly. That sounds silly. is one of the fellas available? I've had customers ask oh, if they can talk to a fella. I've had uh, somebody once said to me, can I talk to a male manager? Is your manager in? And I'm just like, oh no, it's just me. What are we going to do? I don't know anything. And uh, I have to tell you the conclusion to this story is, well, how do I handle these people? Yeah. So I work in a private business. And if you behave this way, I just, I take you under my wing. You become my customer. I remove my brother and my father from the, your interactions. You will not deal with them anymore. Mostly. You have to deal with me now. Yes, I am. This is my jungle. You will be in my jungle now. And I, uh, I charge them extra. Yeah. Fair. Because this is America. Yeah. And I can charge you whatever I want. If you're going to be an asshole, and there's a surcharge. If, if I have to deal with you mm. and your BS on a regular basis, you're going to pay extra for that. Just like any other industry would charge you extra for being a difficult and unreasonable customer, yep. I will charge you extra for being a sexist. You're <laughs> welcome. And if you think that I should tell these people that they're being inappropriate, well, see, here's the thing. I like money. <laughs> And I could tell them that they're being inappropriate and they could overreact and get upset and disappear and be gone forever. And maybe my life is better as a result. Maybe. And maybe my comfort level is better. Mm. However, I am here to make money. This is a job. It's a job. Yeah. And I will benefit from you as much as possible while you exist in the universe. And I will not be eliminating you just because... You, no one ever taught you how to behave. Well, I was going to say, even if one person says something to them, I doubt that that's going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, if I they're almost, at the age that they are, yeah. then the fact that they act like that, either they've already been told that they're creepy and they don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely so right. So <laughs> the odds of it having an effect are rather slim. I will say I've never kicked a customer out for being like, inappropriate or sexist i have kicked customers out for screaming at me but it was always like they were unsatisfied about something and mostly it was that they didn't know that their pickup truck didn't have steel doors and the magnetics that they ordered didn't stick (laughs) and i just didn't know that there were a couple of years where ford made trucks that didn't have steel doors they had aluminum doors (laughs) 
by the way, you guys, so important, if you ever want to get magnets for your car, make sure please make sure that magnets stick to your they're car. Magnetic. Please do not yeah. expect me to just know that piece of information. <laughs> it is too random. I know it now, by the way, though. Yeah, but still not your... I, just like it's also, if someone sends you something and they approve a proof that is spelled wrong, oh. and it's a word or a name or something that you're like... Is this right? And they say it's right oh, and it's man. wrong. This is like literally <laughs> happened today in the worst possible Aww. way. A customer, we sent her like a gajillion proofs mm-hmm. for these signs for her. It's a somebody works at a school mm-hmm. and they were graduation signs. Sure. And we typed 2020 instead of 2021 <gasps> on the signs. Oh, our mistake. Oh, totally our mistake, right? It was on every proof. Every single one. Multiple. Many proofs. This woman saw many, many proofs. Had the wrong year on them. When she approved the job, she called me and was like, I sent the proof. It was like two minutes later. She calls me and she was like, this is approved. Everything looks great. Thank you so much. And I was like, can you please just double check the details of the proof? Please look it over. It is too fast for you to be approving this without reading it. Reading it, it, yeah. And then reply to the email and tell me that everything is exactly right. And then I will move forward. And then she was in a huge rush for the job and she needed it like the next day. We printed the entire job with the wrong year on them. She called us at like 5 o'clock last night. They're all wrong. I need them by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We redid the entire job in like an hour. Oh, my God. And I'm just like... For free, by the way. We read it oh, yeah. for free. And I get the good mojo karma that we created by doing that. But I also, in the back of my mind, I was like, did I literally not say to her? Make sure everything is perfect. Please double check everything is right. Sometimes we miss things and this is why we send the proof. Yeah. Agreed. No, I know. <laughs> People do not learn, and sometimes it is not my job to teach them. And just like these old creepy dudes that were hidden in their houses for a year. Now they're out and on the prowl. (laughs) I am not. I am not some sort of piper leading them to a (laughs) land where men are kind and don't treat women poorly. I just. I just don't. I will raise my sons to be be good men who treat women well. I. I, we talk about consent a lot mm-hmm. in my house. It is something that I focus on. If someone says no or stop, mm-hmm. you will stop. Children are children. Yep, it happens. And if they're when they tickling fight another and, child yeah, yeah. or they're wrestling and someone says, stop it, you're hurting me. They Odds are they're going to wait a while. Yeah. No, us too. And I respect that. Yep. But they will be reminded that when someone says no or stop, you that are you to stop. stop. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Let's drink the second beer now that we've right. had this extremely awesome Sweet conversation. Sweet baby java. Espresso bean infused chocolate peanut butter porter. <laughs> so many- Great American Beer Fest medal winning. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sweet baby java. A porter, you said. Ooh. It smells like peanut butter. It smells like peanut butter. It tastes like coffee. To me. Oh. Like, I don't know, man. I think it tastes like peanut butter. <laughs> it tastes like espresso beans to me. It does have that as well. I get... So here's the thing. I am not a fan of peanut butter. Okay. So you're going to get that more than me. Yes. Yeah. So the when you... The smell is I, super peanut butter yeah, to me. Because when, when we drink something that's got coconut in it, and coconut is a flavor I really do not like, mm-hmm. You, yeah. I, it's all I can taste. Yep. 
And there are beers, especially more recently, I feel like breweries have really toned it down on coconut and put mm-hmm. like a what I would call an appropriate amount, <laughs> which is a very subtle Very small amount. enough, yes. Uh, but you still taste it more than... But the I average still person know probably. it's in there because yeah. it's a strong flavor that I don't particularly fair, enjoy. And fair. I feel that way about peanut butter. I like peanuts, but I don't love peanut butter. And okay. I think it, it mostly I think it goes with the, my issues with texture, like peanut butter itself. Oh, but when it comes from oh, yeah. beer, I think it's that I just feel like the peanut and peanut butter flavor for me just doesn't mix well enough with beer and this is just a personal preference. i don't know i i totally get it there's lots of people that love like peanut butter drinks i am not one of them i don't mind peanut butter to eat um mm-hmm. this smells heavy it's on peanut very butter. very strong smell very strong um to me i get the espresso taste more and the peanut butter in like the inhale almost okay like but that espresso the espresso piece to me is what's hitting me stronger but that's probably because i don't know i the peanut butter is just kind of there but it's not pronounced to me it definitely is a strong scent though an aroma of peanut butter yeah not my favorite not my favorite but as i've said it it probably a lot of it is probably uh that i'm not a peanut butter fan but also this is very peanut butter forward to begin with so even if i were it, it might be a little overwhelming for i me. think i don't like the coffee and the peanut butter together yeah that's a weird combination to that's me that's not something i, th- I mean like people yeah. drink like hazelnut and coffee but i hazelnut don't has i don't very, like hazelnut I and coffee I do not either so like the only thing i actually like <laughs> in coffee so is like i'll have like some vanilla like a basic yeah and I don't even taste it very much, but it's just like, it's more just to dumb it down a little bit. Well, to get a little sweetness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I do not like hazelnut. And I do think that I would like a these sep- these flavors separate more than together. I don't like yeah. the combination of the I can respect coffee that. and peanut butter. Um, it tastes like coffee and peanut butter. I mean, like it's yes. as it's described. I so agree. I can't say that it's bad. Yes based off of what it's supposed to be because it for sure is espresso and peanut butter 100 percent. for me personally i think i would prefer maybe just the espresso not so much the peanut butter yeah so but peanut butter is kind of their thing i think that their peanut butter porter is what they've was their first one this is the combination of peanut butter and espresso um and that's this is you know what they're known for so makes sense um all right. Well, this was good. It was good to try. I, I see to claw around. I'll give it a shot. Now I really want to try a, um, a cookie, the oatmeal cream pie. I know. I wish beer. I had an oatmeal cream pie. It I would actually not. even taste good with this second beer. Maybe. I think it would balance All right. That out. You know what? We're going to add some sort of food beer pairing <laughs> to our list yeah, let's of put that on the future podcast. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank right. you guys. Yeah. Thanks. And ciao. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.